0: Welcome to the Pixels and Inc. presents Coffee and Cartridges podcast, episode number one, brought to you by CG Magazine. I'm your host, Lisa Mior, and joining me for this amazing panel are Brendan Quinn.
1: Hello, everybody.
2: And Jordan Beordi. I feel like I should be uh, attributed properly as the creator of this podcast.
0: You're the creator of this podcast. Well,
2: I mean, I birthed the idea and I came up with No, I mean,
0: I literally just credited oh, okay. you. You're the creator. You got
2: it. You're, you're there. It you sounded like a question.
0: Right there. No. No, 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 it was a statement. <laughs> All right. With the period at the end. You, you didn't see it. Thank you. The punctuation coming out of my voice. So, uh, my since part. you're the creator, then, do you, what's what's the purpose of the, the, what's the purpose? What's the, of of well, yeah, what's the purpose of this series? The purpose of
2: this podcast? Yeah, what's
0: the purpose of the series? We want to
2: take some in depth looks at different. Um, video games, game top related topics and just kind of like, you know, have a nice little round table discussion. Um, something that's a little bit more in depth than what we usually get into during the um, Pixels and Ink regular podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we're just we're going we're going a little deeper. We're going to unearth some thoughts that we have and uh, it's going to be good. Cuz that always yeah. happens,
2: right? We always we always kind of start getting on a on a train of thought there, but we we can't like get too deep into it because we have a schedule to keep.
0: Yeah. And no one wants to listen to a seven-hour podcast. Thus,
2: here we are.
0: And here we are.
1: <laughs> so, Jordan, what's the topic for our inaugural podcast of Coffee and Cartridges? Well,
2: I thought, and I mean, well, we all thought that we should kind of keep it a little light, a little breezy. And we're going to start this first podcast with the sort of essential games that you should play uh, to, get, to get into gaming. Like, so... Um, This is sort of a broad topic, as we were discussing, because um, it's sort of open to interpretation on like what constitutes, you know, quote unquote, getting into game, like whether or not you've played a few games before and maybe like you're just not uh, devoted to it or you've never played a game and you want to like show maybe actually like spark the fire that will, you know, burn down the establishment of non-gamerness inside of you.
1: Wow, yeah. that is.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, I... what was the quote from Star Wars? The spark that'll ignite the fire of the rebellion. That's what I was trying to say, <laughs> but I missed it.
0: <laughs> so is this. Are you are you equating this to like the the spark of the the rebellion? Sort of. You're rebelling
1: my, the norm. My list is a little pared down from that. It's it's aimed more at people that uh, I think if I were to recommend a game to my mom or my dad. Or, you know, friends of mine who are more outdoorsy types who don't necessarily play video games or, you know, wouldn't play video games, things like that. So that's kind of my list is based around those kind of recommendations. I wouldn't call them necessarily essential. I just think they're great entry points.
0: Yeah. And I think I think we all came at it from a slightly different perspective on this because we originally our topic was it's so broad. Like, how do you. What do you suggest to someone who wants to get into gaming? That's that's a really really broad moment. Like I know I came from a point of view of somebody who might already be doing some sort of like casual like maybe mobile stuff. Where are they going to go from that point?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Are you going to convert that Candy Crush saga to something else?
2: I think right? I landed somewhere in the middle. I kind of thought, um, you know, I I kind of thought of myself when I was like maybe like five or six years old. Like I've played games a lot, but I wasn't like really hyper into like um you know the 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 depths of gaming so maybe like someone who's played a little bit you know you and you want to really get like show them the good stuff this is the stuff that's going to make them a gamer
0: yeah okay cool all right so uh brendan do you want to take us off yeah uh, absolutely
1: so like i said my list is based around uh people who don't play video games at all Um, people who, whether, you know, they just never bothered or they believe there's a certain stigma surrounding them. So unlike Jordan's list, mine are for total video game versions, virgins. And uh, these are the games that I think we'd be best to, you know, show them what video games are about and how they can be a really good way to spend some time.
2: Yeah. All right, lay it on.
1: Cool. So uh, starting with, honestly... Whatever the latest Mario is, it doesn't really matter what Super
2: Mario Odyssey.
1: Well, no, that's Jordan. You you misunderstand what I'm trying to say here. What I mean is,
2: just go get the latest Mario.
1: Exactly. Whatever era you're in, whether it's ten years ago, fifteen years ago, right now, a little bit in the future, the one thing that has been rather consistent over the last, you know, thirty years of of video games is that there is always a good Mario out there to play.
0: Okay, so I have a question. Was you put this down, yeah. and I, I was thinking, this is there? Has there never been a bad Mario game? Oh, I'm sure um, there's
1: been tons, and Jordan can probably elaborate on it. But I think almost yeah. every kind of major one for each system uh, that Nintendo has dropped has has been good. Uh, Sun- yeah, or at least- Sunshine. I know Jordan really loves. Probably the worst of the bunch, at least as far as, like, general
2: consensus. Yeah, Sunshine is kind of the black sheep of the Mario games. I know a lot of people um, didn't really like uh, Mario 3D World that was on the Wii U. I didn't think it was terrible, but it was pretty forgettable. Mm-hmm. But
1: forgettable um, is
2: still – they can be hit or miss. Like, even the one that was at the New Super Mario 2 on the 3DS was pretty, like, lackluster –
1: Having said that, though, even a lackluster Mario game is fun, entertaining and approachable enough, as well as having that name brand recognition that like, even if you don't play games at all, you know, you've heard of Super Mario, you've heard of Nintendo. So it's a good way to show people that, you know, uh, A, like I said, it's very approachable, but B, this is a series that has been consistent, more or less at least as far as relevancy goes in the last 30 years. So it'd be a really easy way to get them to try it out rather than some, you know, obscure uh, Japanese game that they never would have heard of.
2: See my, my counterpoint to the idea though, that like whatever the latest Mario is, is that um, if you've never played a game before, there is a certain level of complexity to some of these games. Like I gave like my, um, my girlfriend has never played a game before ever. And I tried to sit her down with, um, super Mario odyssey. Cause I thought sort of along the same lines. I'm like, this is Mario. It's easy to understand. It's, you know, you can kind of just pick it up and it really shouldn't be a problem. And she could, couldn't really get her head around just jumping like in three dimensions. Like, mm-hmm. so there is a certain like level of, of skill. I think that you need to have, at least for the 3d Mario's, um, you know, to uh, I guess maybe just to to lean into one of the things that's on my list um, is I would introduce someone to something like Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo, yeah. and even I thought that might have been a little more complex than it needed to be because, you know, there's there's Yoshi, there's two different types of jumping, there's the the feather, there's different, like, power-ups, there's different, there's, like, there's different things, whereas if you just picked up, like, the original Mario on the NES and it's just, you, you know, there's just run and jump, that's, and it's
1: really... That's true, but at the same time, a lot of people would immediately be turned off by how old or dated the games are, I feel. I, but that's...
0: Yeah, and I feel... And I think you I think you're. You got something there with that. And I think the learning curve, though, with Mario Odyssey and a lot of 3D platformer games, is not it's very pretty high. gentle. Yeah, like it takes a little. Yeah, it takes a little bit of practice, but it eases you into it. And I, I think, but coupled with that, and the fact that there's so much to do in, say, Odyssey, for example, and and just the way it looks and how eye catching it is, and how just. Uh, engaging it is especially to someone who's not used to playing like a game and they're not looking for that knit and grip sort kind of thing. Like I I think I I'm I think there is like a Mario for everyone for That's sure. That's a nice way to put it. But I
2: I don't know. I would disagree and I'm sure there maybe there you know is there maybe some listeners who are like would disagree as well because I kind of feel like like even the old Marios have kind of a timeless appeal to them. It's it's part of the reason why you see it still today, even in Mario Odyssey. There are segments where it returns to this the classic um, Mario mm-hmm. style, right? Like it's it really is like no matter no matter what the graphic fidelity is, a, a person who's never really played a game before isn't gonna hold it in high regard. like, oh my God, look at these graphics. this is ridiculous. Uh, but, like,
1: but having said that again, most people in this era this day and age are a lot more familiar with technology um and especially audio visual audio visual technology than they would have been 20 years ago so he's saying like they wouldn't care about how pretty the game is i disagree man i think people would be looking for that right off the bat especially if they've never played a game before
0: yeah i think i know people that uh, are not really into playing games the first thing that draws them in is does it look good? Does it look like a TV show? And or does it blow my mind as to something that I does it change the way I think about what a video game yeah. actually is? As if you're coming in from nothing or you're coming in from something that's like really, really basic, like Tetris, for example, like you're you wanna if you see something that changes that way of thinking, then that's gonna automatically engage you because it's it's uh
1: exactly Surprise, right which is a good yeah. seg into my next game that i would recommend for people who have never played a game before and honestly this is it just goes back to like the first time my mom tried vr and like how much fun she had with it so you want it to look like a movie you want a uh, familiar territory for people uh the complexity thing might be an issue but resident evil 7 in vr I think is a great translation um, from movie to yeah. game, in that it's immersive, it's scary, it's got familiar beats and atmosphere to a horror movie uh, that you could really pop on somebody's head, and they would be like, "Oh wow, holy cow, this is insane!"
0: Oh, it's one of the best representat- represent represent ah, games Yo, that represent that too VR absolutely. Like the I,
1: I thought of uh, putting so, Skyrim like- down there, but it's just it's so. Yeah, shaky it's it's so and ugly and stuff. <laughs> really cool conceptually, and it'll get there. But yeah, not something I'd show somebody right off the bat.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 mm-hmm. on board with that one. That's a yeah of all the VR games. I was trying to think because you when you put down on your list a VR game, and I was trying to think of something to combat that. I I really couldn't think yeah, of a better. It is example. really.
1: I think like the best example of what VR tech uh, has done so far.
0: Yeah, I mean until Moss comes out and then then that'll be my my go-to for vr
1: i know it will what do you think so um
2: you know know, i i i i agree with i guess i agree with you in terms of like the technical appeal of it because vr really is um like such an interesting and kind of like you know immersive experience that you can really give it to anyone and they'll find it cool and it um it sort of has that that interesting separation between like the fact that like because it feels real and it feels like you're immersed in it, you kind of forget that you're even playing a yeah, video absolutely. game. Um, but I yeah. kind of feel like giving someone a horror game does kind of run the risk of turning them off. Of I it. don't know. I think just even, because, even it's like, like, genre, because it's going to scare know, the crap right? of you.
1: <laughs> But even yeah, if it's... it does do that and they're like, oh, wow, at least they would realize like, wow, that actually really affected me. Like, I uh, you know, now I know what a game
2: VR or otherwise is capable of. Or you could go in the complete <laughs> but, opposite but direction. Here's the thing.
0: <laughs> it could, but here's the thing. I, I hate – you guys know mm-hmm. how much I hate horror movies, all right? Yeah. And I had no problem with Resident Evil – it was just the right level of scary because it was but because of the fact the interactivity of the whole thing and just like how like it brought you in and it, it does sort of like it's it's a fun yeah. scary, I think. Yeah. It's, so it's I think it's a much more approachable scary. And and as a genre you like you expect that kind of fun from that kind of
1: genre yeah, in movies. Exactly. So
0: seeing that as a game and seeing well, that level that of immersion. Heard.
1: Would definitely. The only like, thing that dry. would really hold me back, I guess, from completely recommending this would be that the Resident Evil games can be a bit complex when it comes to, like, crafting and item
2: management, uh, things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, it's a good thing that, like, the f- 7 kind of eschewed a lot of that. It did, though. but like, I mean, still, there for is, somebody who, no, who's never bad. played a
1: game before, you know, uh, regardless, like, I don't think it's that unapproachable Um, and the puzzle solving aspect is something that again it's not a gameplay mechanic you need to master like a shooter or a fighting game it's more intuitive for everybody yeah yeah
0: yeah it's 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 easy to learn it's not it's not spreadsheets the game either so even though you say this crafting it's it's not like a monster hunter kind of deal
1: you know where you got a lot going on that you have to look after oh yeah all right, so uh, yeah. next game up on the list uh, Rocket League. Simply put, it is a very basic game. Everybody knows the rules of soccer. It's got flashy, fun cars. Uh, the controls are very simple. The rules are very simple. And it's a blast to play with other people.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: But it is so it is, hard like, to
2: master. But I mean, oh, yeah. it depends
1: like, if you're playing with people <laughs> at your level.
2: But mm-hmm. I would even go so far to say. Um, even if you're really not playing with people at your level, because I've gotten into some games of Rocket League where, like, these guys were pretty pro-level. Um, and even if you're kind of taking a loss, like, it's never not fun enough that yeah, you're, like, getting Yeah, it's not like angry. just getting
1: destroyed in a shooter over, like, every time you respawn, boom, boom, boom. You know I mean? Like, you can still zip around and every now and then hit the ball or... or-
2: or yeah. by even by contrast, playing something like like FIFA online, and someone is just taking you to town, and it's just like you're like not having yeah. fun because I've had those experiences too, and I've never really and had think, a bad game of Rocket League
0: because I think they're balancing when their their matches are re- is really good.
2: Well, I think I also think it's it comes uh, uh, in in large part from the fact that it's not like traditional soccer with people that like there's this, you know, it's you're driving around a little rocket car and that's like fun enough in its own right that, and it makes it more exciting and it makes it more um, like interesting as a game that you you really, it's it's hard not to just Mm -hmm. enjoy it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think it would be, it's it's a great game that anybody um, from any walk of life can sit down, learn very quickly and have fun with.
2: And you know, yeah. and and I'm I'm a hundred percent inclined to agree with you on that one because I like I, even in my own experience, like I've sat down with my brother who, like, not a huge gamer. Like we grew up playing games, but once he kind of got like to the, like high school, Ooh. he stopped really. And like, aside from the odd game of like Halo that we might play, he really doesn't play a lot of games. Um, but I sat him down with Rocket League, and he picked yeah, it up exactly. in like two seconds. And, like, in in, in in no time we were, like, good at the game together. So it really is that kind of game. Um, now, granted, you know, like we kind of said at the beginning, I think that maybe, like, it does to uh, depend a little bit on your level of skill because, like, you know, again, he's the kind of guy, like, he's played enough games. Like, he, he's played, um, you know, Grand Theft Auto, like, to completion. So he, underst- he understood at least the mechanics of how to, like, control mm-hmm. a car in that sort of, like, game space. Um, and maybe giving it to someone who's never played a game like that before or a game at all might have a little bit of like of a hard time like guess I guess just understanding the fundamentals and like the physics of trying to control a car and for, play for sure, soccer but at the I same do time. feel
1: because the controls are so simple, they don't have a lot to worry about during that learning process.
0: They can really just focus on it, actually exactly. learning how to play the game as opposed to like um i mean there's some mechanics that are pretty tricky to pick up like yeah
1: jumping. Sure. The jump. And, and you know those will come eventually That's but you not. can still like jordan said you can sit down if you learn how to gas break and turn you can play the game and and yeah, yeah. the boosts yeah. and the jumps and stuff like that like that that is very easy to learn you don't have a lot of mechanics to juggle it might get complex, but it's a very one thing at a time, and you can still do everything else in a nice, like step-by-step process.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Cool. So yeah. on that. Okay. note. All right. Uh,
0: Good. For and us. Okay, next one. Next takes one. Takes a
1: lot of what I just said and is like sort of the opposite, I suppose, which is which is an odd thing, but I know a lot of people um, who this applies to. So the EA Sports series of games, because almost everybody. Um, has a sport that they follow or enjoy um, regardless of, you know, the rest of your life. Like a lot of people who don't play sports or don't play video games still like to watch hockey now and then. Or in the States, football is so culturally ingrained that like you simply can't avoid it. And uh, I know a lot of my buddies in the UK and stuff, huge on European football, soccer. So one way or the other, um, I think these games are like, they're the best sports games uh, whether that's because EA has a stranglehold and a monopoly. We could talk about that another time. But you're not going to find <laughs> video games that represent and play as well as the real sport versions, as well as all the licensing, like the teams, the players, the logos. That's all stuff people know already.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's, it's probably the most relatable. Absolutely. And like, how I many people here. do
1: you know that basically right. only plays those games? You know?
0: exactly like there's such a huge demographic of just sports yeah, for games, sure. gamers and yeah so i mean it makes the most sense
2: well here's here's my thought the sports like a lot of the ea sports games um thinking back to like my past um like they're they're good like party games you know what i mean and i kind of agree with you on that sense that like you know it's It's something that everyone can enjoy. Like you can just kind of throw a game of FIFA or like Madden or whatever on like just on and people will instinctively want to pick it up and play it because, you know, because it's sports, because they like it outside the realm of video games. But does does that have the potential to turn like A non-gamer or anyone who hasn't played a game before into a gamer like that seemed akin to me like if you brought out like monopoly at a party or something like it's just something that's a nice little distraction or like guitar hero for that matter when that was big like that wasn't making people like want to explore video games that was just kind of a neat true thing at the time
0: but i think that, that def- also like it depends on your definition of what is a gamer and that this is where we get into the nuance of the whole thing because like that think about that one demographic of gamers that only play sports games like if they if you okay so say you whip out fifa uh and like you're playing it at a party and someone really gets – someone who's never played it picks it up and gets really into it with the group and then decides to go get it their, themselves and then decides they want to go look into Madden mm. or they want to look into NHL. And then they they just start collecting sports games. Does that make them any less of a gamer? No. Just because they gravitated to that one thing because it was something that they could connect but, to.
2: But that's my whole point is that I – personally think that that's highly unlikely is that someone is going to play FIFA at a party and just and just enjoy it for what it was at that party they're not going to go and spend the kind of money and put the investment that it is required into be like into okay. getting into into gaming yeah, man, I honestly, disagree with you, honestly I, I, I have I have personal evidence for to the country. sports games like I don't know it just seems weird to me yeah,
1: yeah dude so when my my first house I got when I moved out west um I lived with a bunch of Australians None of them played video games at all. I had NHL on my PS3, and the whole house got so into it that we had an Excel spreadsheet that had everybody's statistics, like time on, time played, plus minus uh, games played, points, like the whole nine. And when those guys went back to Australia, a lot of them went out and bought PlayStations just so they could play NHL.
2: Okay. Well, I guess that shut me up. Like
1: specifically, <laughs> yeah, that game – showed them, and you know a couple of them that's all they ever got, um but one or two of them like got into like Call of duty next and have played a bunch of other games since then over the last like whatever ten years, I guess it's been
2: okay, I guess that's I- fair,
1: but that game specifically was the game that made them go out and purchase consoles so they could continue playing yeah it. and i'm
0: I'm with you. I've had similar like when I was in university, I had very similar experiences. We'd go to someone's house, someone would pop something on like, a whole bunch of people who are, like, me and one other person were the gamers of the group, and the rest would just sort of jump in and, like, try it out. And then they ended up buying, like, consoles after out, out of the whole experience. They bought, like, continuations of the game. Like, I know one person who bought a, spa- a console just for one game that we were all playing together so that when we were done at university and we're back home, we could all just go to that person's place and play the game kind Whoa. of thing. So, like, I mean, I don't see um a bit of a problem with that sort of thing
2: well it's funny enough i kind of went in the opposite direction i remember way back in the day when uh mario tennis came out on the uh n64 and i loved it so much that i actually went and learned how to play tennis in real life <laughs> um, really yeah, really? I, I was so into it that I asked my mom that day. I was like, "Can I sign up for tennis lessons? Like, I want to learn how to play this." Like, like <laughs> I I loved it, and I actually never ended up owning Mario Tennis on my N sixty four, but I just got in, actually got into the game. So, I, okay, I guess I guess maybe maybe I just I'm just not um, like super crazy into sports games. Like I you know I I bought FIFA eighteen for the Switch specifically to have it. As a party game, like something I just take to my buddy's house, and yep. it's like that's something we can all kind of get around. But I never, I never, I guess I never thought that it would, it would be the kind of game that like sparked that you know the the gamer revolution in you, like that you would. I'm not saying go buy like you're going to sit down, play
1: a few games at NHL, and then like go out and start playing like uh, like XCOM or yeah, Monster Hunter, or Bloodborne, no. or something. Like there is a gulf there. Absolutely, I agree. I just think, like Lisa said, there's uh, a huge market of people yeah. that like only play sports, but they're still playing games.
2: And you guys, you guys are 100 percent right. Maybe it's just me being kind of narrow minded in that sense. That I, I, I guess I just never thought that like you would, you know, you'd go to a buddy's house, play some like, uh, you know, MLB, and be like, man, I, I'm gonna get myself a a, a $500 console, ju- you know, because of this. Like, but granted, who am I to talk? Mm-hmm. I bought a $500 console for a demo of Silent Hills that never came out. So. <laughs> so who am i (laughs) all right so uh
1: my final my final game on the list here uh would be half-life 2 just because i think in general it is definitely a pinnacle of gaming it does everything right it really showcases both the potential of the medium and uh the accessibility like it's it's not a hard game to pick up and learn but it gets pretty deep there's a lot of cool themes and concepts it's very pretty it's cinematic to an extent but not so much that you're like disengaged from the gameplay and uh yeah it's just a really cool story that anybody can get into
2: see i i'm okay. so, i'm so inclined to to agree with you on this one Um, my only thought here is that it's just like Half-Life is such an interesting game because of like of a lot of the stuff that it doesn't tell you. And specifically the fact that it really does like, yeah, like you, like like you said, it's a little cinematic, but it does like pretty much 90% of its storytelling through the gameplay. Um, yeah, absolutely. And that's what, that's what wonders if people would play yeah. it and not get somewhat turned off by it just because or like at least like why because, well because oh, like no. the first like the first like 20 minutes of the game is you kind of just wandering around a city
1: and it's like but that's a great way for people to learn how to move in that environment and get used to what the game is yeah going but to it's also a great yeah, way but-
2: for people to get really bored and be like what am i doing i thought you said you told me this was a shooter like like to me, if if you were gonna get someone into like a, like a shooter as a sort of entry point, I would I would say something like like Halo One. You know what I mean? Because it's it's got like you know a decent enough story. It's got um, like decent enough that any person can really get into it and and enjoy it. It's like right off the bat, like you know, starts off with good action. It's not really hard to get into. Uh, you know, it,
1: it, but a lot of people would be – like people that I know would be like, no, nah, it's too like like spacey and aliens and cartoony. Oh, it's and, like space aliens. You know, but,
0: but Half-Life 2 has that. The fact that it's – like the tutorial itself is so ingrained with that first level. Like you have a chance to kind of mess around, whereas in Halo you you don't. It's
1: very short. Yeah, you're you're s- right? you play right off the bat. As well, like Half-Life features – kind of real humans in a semi-real situation and setting that a lot of people would and- find more approachable than, oh, you're a, like a Wait. giant super-powered space marine mm-hmm. on a ring out in the middle of nowhere shooting oh, at yeah, but you And know- then that goes back I mean, into I mean, the uh, whole I- thing, like... Not... Until, Jordan, I know where you're going no, with this, but you don't. apparently Halo get sl- is too spacey
2: for you. The guy who you could you play as a frigging, like, you know, biophysicist in a okay. suit. Okay, hold on. hold on. Hulu aliens. Like, what, the, what do you mean it's too spacey?
1: But it gradually kind of drops you into that. It's not just, boom, you're blasting aliens with laser guns right no, off the not bat. Blasting it's also, with it's also a but he here's the
2: thing.
0: It doesn't go, go, go ahead, into please. that whole, it doesn't go back into that whole, like, Breaking the idea of what a game is, like Halo, feels like the quintessential game. Like you're in space, you're shooting aliens and things like that. And
2: fine, whereas
0: Half Life is a lot more, it like in in terms of story, in terms of content, in terms of main character, it's like it's it's a lot more. Um, less than it's, it's a lot less expected than what mo- people who don't know anything about video games would expect okay
2: right? i i, I uh, let's i i retract halo i still think that maybe half-life 2 might be a little esoteric for like new gamers how about we meet in the middle medal of honor frontline um, oh, on, know, man. Which one Was frontline first- front the ps1 ps2 that was where the first levels uh beaches of normandy
1: Oh, okay. No, I don't. Uh, I don't know if I ever played that oh, one. I did love the one like for One, though.
2: Best Medal of Honor game.
1: Okay, well, I will finish on my Half Life note, and right. we can move on to Jordan's games okay. that he would recommend.
0: Yeah, I think it's. I I think it's a pretty comprehensive list. I mean, I think we still have some room to grow with everything. So, Jordan, what are your ideas? Because I think you already talked about one. Okay. When yeah talking about mario you suggested super mario i did
2: say super mario world so yeah i I, I grapple with this a little bit because i thought initially that super mario 3 might be the best like entry point for any kind of gamer um just because like it's easy to understand the nes is such a simplistic console like i'm the kind of guy who does think that like if you're gonna get started in a game you know to to hand someone like an xbox um it's, it comes off a little intimidating. There's a lot of buttons, there's a lot of like concepts. There's, you know, you have 360 degree movement. Like it's it's a lot. But handing someone something like like Super Mario on an NES, you have two buttons, simple to understand. There's still a lot of like nuance to it. Um, mm-hmm. but then I thought may I, I kind of thought that Mario three doesn't really have the the I guess just the 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 higher level of creativity that Super Mario World does. Like, it's it's bigger. it Like, it feels better. It's, like, a, br- a brighter color palette. It's got, you know, um, more, like, interesting concepts that still kind of lean into what Mario 3 was doing with, like, the raccoon suit as opposed to the cape. And uh, I, I personally think it's just... It's, it's one of those just, like, great, simple, um, timeless games that you can really just hand to anyone... And they will enjoy it. Like, and it's 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 easy enough for anyone to understand.
1: Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with everything you said. Um, and I would add just the simple, cute aesthetic and really catchy, exactly. fun music is is also a huge uh, draw point for somebody who has never played a video game before. That's what I mean. Like, but if, you you instantly are like, oh, this is nice. Like, I yeah, like this.
2: Like, it's it's just it just triggers that like that really like you know that that happiness cortex inside of your mind. And it brings you kind of, kind of does. I think, I think it does. It kind of brings you back to a simpler time. Because anyone, I guess, who was in our age bracket, who maybe grew up around video games but never played them, like you know, you can remember that time, and it it, it brings you back there. Um, yeah, to a certain degree, I would say.
0: And everyone's had some sort of exposure to something that looked like it too yeah so it's okay. not exactly an unapproachable look to it
2: yeah I mean. it's sort of like like you said uh brendan like with with on your uh, mario point like it's really like everyone knows mario everyone's sort of seen him in some capacity everyone's sort mm-hmm. of like you know if you grew up from the 80s to in or 90s like you there's no way you didn't not like uh experience any mario game to some degree yeah absolutely all right. Um, All right. So two. moving on, uh, I thought um, Animal Crossing is a good sort of entry game. Um, it doesn't really sh- uh, like it doesn't really get to the root of what a lot of games are, and I think that's a point of, uh, in its favor. Um, but it's the kind of game that's like it, it. It. I think it gives you a different idea of what games can be, and I think um, especially nowadays. With like how prevalent like the mobile gaming scene is and how like a lot of people have be kind of become accustomed to like picking up a game on their phone for a few minutes like just checking on their like town or whatever they're doing Um, something like Animal Crossing would play really well into that you know because it's like it's sort of a daily game that you kind of take but but it's it's a daily game that like you can take at your own pace and i think that's what makes it really great and approachable like it's just very chill um it you know there's not really a lot of uh like direction nor does there need to be and i think anyone who really played it could really like just uh look at it and be like wow like you know this is a video game okay video games are kind of cool this way yeah
0: yeah i see what you're saying like it's 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 a good like a, again going back from that like coming from my point of view of like gamers who would want to get into gaming um like from people who are playing facebook games or the social other social media games or app games or things like that animal crossing is a good logical next step
1: yeah and, and i know a lot of people- bridge.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a good bridge. It's just it shows them what the next level of that sort of thing that they're interested in is.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, and I know a lot of people too who like who think Animal Crossing is really stupid and like, you know, it's it's always kind of hard to explain to someone like what Animal Crossing is and what its appeal is, but I think it it just it has that sort of thing like much like a Mario game where it's it's, you know, it's got a very cute aesthetic, it's got a very like, you know, nice little like laid back soundtrack. You know, and it's just like, once you kind of start playing it, you're like, oh, okay, you know, I get this. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I,
2: you know, so that's my, and, and, and also like really, realistically, you don't really need any, any, um, level of skill as a gamer to get into it. Like a, it's very easy to understand. It's just, you know, Yeah. it's another one of those things like, you know, that I, you know, I, I actually, funny enough, um, me and my girlfriend kind of started uh, like bonding as like gamers because she's like not a gamer at all but I kind of said well if you're dating me like you're gonna have to like you know get your education and uh, well, and I got her I got her really into um, the board game version of Animal Crossing that everyone hated and uh, that kind of like you know directed her to like you know i i I was like well if you like this like you should try like the real animal crossing Mm -hmm. and uh, like like sure enough like she you know was starting to get into it kind of taking it at her own pace um so it's like it's just one of the it's it is one of those things you can hand it to to a person who's never played a game before and you give them like like an hour with it and they just like get it yeah Okay. Okay. Well, cool. I'm glad you guys yes. have no quarrels about my list. No debate has happened yet on. Well, I mean, you know I,
1: yeah, like I. It's,
2: Jordan has the perfect gaming list. Not this next one. I say finish, that because
0: right? I see what's coming yeah. up. But yeah, but like I mean, the first two are very safe. Like I mean, those are safe those are is awesome a great way ideas.
1: of putting it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah well, like, is, you, that's, can't, you can't go wrong with them. That's
2: exactly what you want, right? If you're going to try and get someone into gaming, you don't want to hand them something like Half-Life 2 and they're like, what the hell is this 20-minute walking simulator?
0: But you also want them to have <laughs> that like ability to grow. And I think that's why we can't ever just land on just one game. Well, no, but you know,
2: awesome. I but- I wouldn't have liked Bloodborne as much if I didn't start with Animal Crossing and kind of un- like, get into gaming.
0: That is a reach, but well, I will give it to it,
2: you. Know, there's, it's, a big, it's, there's a, a big stepping, gulf between those. There's <laughs> a, it's a stepping stone, man. Every journey begins with a single step. <laughs> yeah.
0: All you new gamers out there, listen. Here's Jordan's advice. You start with Animal Crossing. <laughs> you go, and you go immediately we'll to, to bloodborne.
1: bloodborne. That's your next step. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's the natural progression. They're
1: of
2: basically the, game. the same game. Uh, yeah,
1: uh, all video <laughs> games are more or less the same, right? That's, I think that's what we've landed on here. It's
2: like how every guys
0: everything is Tetris. Every
2: movie is the same. Like there's what like five stories. There's, the, there's only five stories you can tell.
1: And Bloodborne and Animal Crossing do share like essentially the same plot.
2: Yeah. I agree.
0: Yeah.
2: Some you know horrible <laughs> okay finding thing that keeps you in a, in a terrible limbo. What is what is Tom Nook if not the. Uh, the what was what was the name of the final? I mean, boss? the
0: animals never age. You never age. It doesn't matter. It's perfect. It's just like Bloodborne. The
2: was it the it's uh, dragons? What was the what was the name of it, Brendan? I'm que- I'm 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 blanking on it now. When you get all the uh, the umbilical cords, what's the final the 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 final final boss after you beat Gurman?
1: Oh the oh the big like
2: the yeah. big like Cthulhu the like yeah, watcher of the hunt or something that I comes down from remember. the moon. I can't remember What is Tom Nook if not that thing? Right. Okay, there we go. (laughs) Perpetually in the hunt. And we got there.
0: Okay. And we got there. Okay, next one. Moving on.
2: I chose uh, Paper Mario. And I'm talking like the original on the N64. I like uh, Thousand Year Door a lot. And I I personally think that the much-loathed Sticker Star might be my second favorite out of of all of them. Um, But there really isn't any... Uh, better and this was me like kind of reaching across different genres and thinking like okay like what's a good game to get you know to get started on like a simple platform or like a sim you know an rpg um and this is for me where like it would be oh thank you the moon presence um this was for me where
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you a little bit
2: where like the best entry point for an RPG uh would be um you know I remember granted when I was okay, a, okay, a lad, hold on. before
1: before you keep going with this so you're using this one as an entry point to RPGs specifically because
2: um sort of but also like it's it's the kind of game that I think um like even though it is an RPG um its combat system is simplistic enough that any person can enjoy it um it's got you know with with um with like the active uh turn-based combat that or not active turn-based combat but like the you know the, yes. the, the timed hits I
0: time. um, yeah. okay. that it has I, I i don't think i i feel like i get what you're saying with this i just don't think it's as representative of the genre
2: no but here nor no, do i think that, approachable I, I, at all really hear me out yeah a it's a mario game so by virtue of being mario it's not ever going to be so like unapproachable that no one's going to want to play it secondly i personally think that it's got such a um wonderfully crafted and constructed story because when you kind of break it down Um, it's, it's so simplistic in the way that it's told. Um, but it, it sort of really, uh, like encompasses the best parts of a journey, right? It's not Mm -hmm. necessarily like just going from point A to point B. It's like every interesting thing that happens as like, as a result of trying to get to the end. So it's not like, you know, it's not like, uh i guess uh lord of the rings in that sense where it's just like oh they're they're just walking to mordor and you know uh, they get caught in a war in the middle like every sort of wacky thing that happens is like just what leads to the next part of the adventure and um and i think that's great and i think a lot of people could really just like uh absorb that and take it in and not and and have a good time with it plus it's got a great sense of humor um and like I was saying before, like the way that the turn-based combat works and how like it's you know there's like different ways that you actually have to get involved physically in this very basic turn-based combat, it sort of moves at a slow pace, but it's active enough that any person, even if they haven't played an RPG before, um, can enjoy it and and and. I think that's what makes it kind of a a very special game. And I think like, you know, it's got that, that just great level of like creativity and fun and heart. And it's so like weirdly out there in the way that like everything is paper, but then the world isn't Mm -hmm. like it, uh, it just, it, you know, it's just, it's just so like, like the way super Mario is like just so, um, you know, Blanking on a good word for like just how to say just like happiness. I know what you mean. <laughs> I mean you know what I mean? I'm like it's you. just so it's so, it's so it's much Mario just games. distilled happiness and just so much fun that you really just can't not enjoy it.
0: I'm with you. I think I think that's there. I just like I think that would get you into more Mario games more than anything. I don't think it would get you into RPGs per se. But it, because it's so. Like I feel like you go from Paper Mario and then you pick up something else, like another turn-based one. For example, if you pick up a Final Fantasy, for example, you're going to be very disappointed at how different mm-hmm. they are. And I think like the natural progression would be to take like Paper Mario and move on to another Mario game. So you get like. Well, a I would natural think that Fantasy. natural progression <laughs> like, oh, would know, like, even go you...
1: the other way. Like you pick up a Mario game and then eventually you pick up Paper Mario. I don't. I don't think it's a good entry point either yeah. for Mario games, RPGs, yeah. or games at all. I think it's. Like, don't get me wrong. The game's obviously a classic for a reason, but uh, I believe that as far as all the points that we've listed as positives to get people into gaming and the direction that that would set them on, I just don't know if Paper Mario kind of fits that.
2: Well, see, I, I, yeah, I, I feel the same. I, 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 I wholeheartedly disagree. I mean, this, like, number one, see, this, and this is the thing. It's not like. The thousand year door, which is sort of telling this like weird, like very JRPG ish story that's not really in line with what Mario is. Like, um, the like Paper Mario 64 is really the traditional Bowser kidnaps Peach, Mario has to save her. So it's it is very much in line with what every other Mario game is. And I don't personally think that it's, um, that it would be like, like, uh, you know, a, a. A, a step down from getting you into RPGs. like I think that it's it's that perfect entry point where it's like okay this is i understand the the basics of an rpg it's turn based combat there's a story involved and then you might play something like and not i'm not saying jump into like final fantasy 15 like if you went back and played like final fantasy 6 or final fantasy 7 and you might go okay like this is similar it's got a turn-based combat this is a little bit more like in depth than what uh, paper mario was doing like but you know i i understand the basics enough that i can enjoy this And I think it's, it's, it works like that as a, as a good entry point.
0: I don't know, man. I think I I just, I, I feel like, I I mean, I know where you're going from it, but like the, what's going on in Paper Mario is very different than any of those other turn-based RPGs, especially if you're now like, (laughs) well, because it's just, it's just, it's not. Because you have to press a
2: button when you jump on someone to get some extra damage.
0: I No, I'm just talking in terms of story, in terms of cutscene, in terms of all of that. Like, it's very different than, like, going into 6 or 7, Final Fantasy 6 or 7. Well, 6
2: was a little like, more basic, but 7, yeah, 7 too. I mean, 7, yeah, sure, 7, but, s- again, we're, seven, okay. we're, we're so talking. So with Paper Mario,
0: it's a lot. Okay, no, listen, just let me hear it. finish this. Okay. In Paper Mario, it's a lot more linear, for one. It's a lot faster pace, whereas in, if you go into, like, another, like, turn-based RPG, then you're going to be spending a lot of time looking around the world, finding what's going on. It's not as direct, like directional as, as say Paper Mario. And that's kind of like, that's a little, almost a little misleading for that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, but it.
2: every RPG you know is linear in that sense. I mean, like it—it it really is just like a, a a slow progression of like, okay, I'm on level one. You know, these enemies are a little stronger. I'll grind out till I'm level ten, and now these enemies are on a challenge. Move on to the next town or the next area. Now the enemies are a little bit stronger, okay, grind up to level I'm twenty. Saying, um,
0: I'm not saying a good. It's a good game. I just think that. Uh, th- like like Quinn said, there are better Mario's to start with, uh, and I, I, I agree with him on that one. And for yeah, there's better yeah. RPGs to start with. So I just I don't feel like that's like the well, I don't I just don't think that's a good representative of either of those two genres. And I feel like it's a next game. It's a very See, good I, I would, game. I, think. I
2: would. Based on my own experience, I'm like I I think I was like maybe or like five or six when final fantasy seven came out and i remember trying it on a demo disc and having zero idea of what was going on but i could have handled something like paper mario and that would have like actually like like sparked the love i had because even even going as far back and as and even to to a certain degree a little bit more basic but also kind of um more of a middle ground of what both of like we are all talking about super mario rpg was kind of like that it had the timed hits but it was more in line with what a traditional um like final fantasy rpg was like and even then i had very little idea of what i was actually doing like i didn't know how to manage um like stats and certain things accordingly like um so I don't know. I disagree. I think it's I think it's the perfect just like, I think you're the only stepping one. <laughs> stone entry point for that kind of stuff. Like it, it, it does it definitely shows you a different side of Mario, but it's still in line with what Mario is all about. Um I don't know where you guys are coming from. And I, I you know, hopefully there are people <laughs> Wow! And if you guys want to leave some comments about why these two are wrong and I'm right, please feel free to.
0: I think we're gonna get more people about mm-hmm. why we're right and you're wrong. I highly
2: doubt that but <laughs> Who doesn't love Paper Mario? Who doesn't agree with me?
0: Anyway, we're going to take a break. Uh, and we're going to hear from our sponsors. And when we get back, we're going to hear the rest of Jordan's list. And we're going to hear something... We're going to hear my list. All right, Sounds guys? good to me. So, there we go. Hey, Cole. Do you want to be kept up to date with the latest to come out of the gaming, movie, comic, and tech worlds? No, I don't want to. Cole, that's, that's not how this promo is supposed to work.
2: I'm not getting paid enough for this, Lisa.
0: Yes, you are, Cole. A lot,
2: actually. Fine. I, Cole Watson, love the Pixels and Ink podcast, and if you think there's any better podcast out there, you're wrong, buddy, and you gotta check it out. Cole? Yes?
0: Do you even listen? Like, like what's your favorite part of the podcast?
2: You guys do news, right? Yes. The news! (sighs) I'll be in my trailer, I have anime to research.
0: Anyway, tune into Pixels Nink podcast every Friday to hear the latest news, reviews, and deep dives into the worlds of comics, gaming, tech, and movies. You can find us at CGMag Online, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. You can follow us at Twitter at CGMag Online, Facebook at CG Magazine, and catch past episodes on our YouTube channel uh, under CG Magazine. Don't delay, listen today!
2: Oh hell yeah! The Pixels and Ink podcast is brought to you by Buns, your city network. Buns connects you to the people in your neighborhood to help you find the things you need to fuel your real life. Swap things you already have to get items you need. You can also find jobs that pay the bills, homes for rent, and advice and a place to talk about your city. Buns is available online at Buns.com and on your phones via the Apple App Store and Google Play Store.
1: All right,
0: and we're back. Thanks again, Buns Podcast Network and Comic Bento. Okay, Jordan, what's next on your list? Redeem yourself. Okay,
2: since we got like that that whole uh Paper Mario debate got a little got a little lengthy. So Heated. I'm gonna try and 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 bring us back around. Um and just I'm gonna this is gonna be the end of my list because everything else on it just seemed kind of uh Uh, redundant at this point. Uh, So my sort of last game to get you into games, I would say Minecraft. Um, Okay. You know, Minecraft is definitely like, you know, it's a phenomenon in its own right. And I think so many people already kind of know what it is but i think it's it's also very telling of the fact that you know for for quite a long time and even uh presently now it's hard it's really hard to go anywhere and not see like um you know little kids particularly like just playing minecraft on a tablet or on their phone um and i think in that regard like it you know when you see that it makes it really makes you think that like this is the kind of game that is so approachable no matter what age you are um
1: i wouldn't even just say approachable because like i work with a lot of kids in my other job and a ton of them play minecraft because that's the game that they are yeah. allowed to play yeah.
0: well and here oh go because
1: ahead guys it's creative mm-hmm. it's creative um and they know there's there's like you know it's not like a grand well, theft auto or, or call of duty say. there's not any really adult themes uh violence guns etc cetera, etc cetera, and it does encourage uh, like building critical thinking well, that's and exactly never mind that exactly. but there's
0: here's but here's the thing though on top of all of that um the team behind Minecraft has spent a lot of time really developing this as also an educational tool so just to add on to that so like they yep. they have um a whole, uh, they they actually sponsored the I think forty hours of code, which is a pro uh, basically a, a program for kids to kind of sign up, and they can watch these tutorials and learn how to code and build their own games. And Minecraft is one of the bigger ones in there because they, they show that you know using Minecraft in itself, you can like use that and learn how to code to create more things as part of the like actually pre- create your own kind of games based on the whole thing. And I know um, yeah. Microsoft as well has uh implemented minecraft as an educational tool in a lot of schools they've run a few pilot programs uh i believe in i believe in the york board i know the toronto catholic and toronto public have run a few of the pilot programs so which is kind of okay neat. cool
2: well that it's
0: also it's, a, it's like a great first exposure because it could be it's it's like like exactly that creativity and that uh, build and, and it's, yeah that's, and that's it's great and it's not just for kids though it's just you can make it as complicated or as simple as you need it to be right well yeah
2: i mean like that's the thing is like really i uh, i think maybe like to a certain degree like how old do you get before you kind of stop enjoying like building stuff i i mean minecraft is essentially virtual lego um yeah and i mean if you and if yeah. you have like so like you know for for the person who's just, like, solely creative, you know, you have that creative mode where they can just start building stuff and, and kind of enjoy it and see, like, their, like, time and effort and, and what it's worth, and, you know, and you have a lot of, uh, and that's where you get a lot of people who, like, you, you will, like, who will band together and, and, you know, spend months essentially recreating, like, middle earth in Minecraft,
1: but, um, Or the guy that built, like, the functioning computer within. Yeah, People
2: who build, like, video games within. Which is, like, that's a a thing, yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, But just even, like, speaking from my own experience, like, you know, um, again, and I I know I'm getting really personal here. Like, my brother, uh, like, we used to play Minecraft all the time together because when I got really into it, like, we were kind of just, like, sort of living together together. And, you know, I was like, hey, why don't you play this thing with me? And my brother has always enjoyed that. He's always been a very like hands on kind of guy like he, you know, he and and at the time he was going to uh, college for um, project management. So like this was right up his alley, like we could and be, you know, diving into the survival mode together. You know, there was a sort of a, a, a deeper level of complexity to it where you actually have to go out and and get your own materials and, and survive. Mm -hmm. Um, but then, you know, you can see that creativity come together where like we were building like our fortress house and he's using like art deco designs on it. And like, he's taking a lot of pride in that because (laughs) he's like applying stuff that's interesting to him in like the, you know, the actual like real world. And like, you know, in this, um, in this design capacity, and he's applying it to Minecraft And, you know, and we had, like, a really great time, like, just trying to build this, like, functional, you know, um, but also, like, kind of stylish-looking house. And it was, you know, it was really great in that sense. So I think, you know, unlike something like, you know, Halo or, you know, even, okay, like, Half-Life or even Mario, Minecraft does run the risk of not really, like, um, showcasing, like, or not necessarily showcasing, but not getting like like hooking you into like uh, video games themselves because it can be very, um, you know, it can be very abrasive when you first jump into it. Like there's there really is a lot to know when you get into Minecraft, and if you kind yeah, of
0: but the, dive again, right it's in. going back to that. It's going back to that learning curve. It's not very. It's not a very steep learning curve. Well, like you can you build. It's it's a natural progression and a natural learning process. With to my, be fair, with
2: Minecraft. Lee, um, if if not for like the console versions that like really um, streamlined the building process. Like I know when I first played Minecraft on the PC, like when it was in beta... I had yeah. no clue what to do. And I had a friend. Well, like, but
0: it is see, now is a good time to to Oh, see, yeah. Like, now is I, a great I wouldn't time. have I wouldn't have ages ago suggested Minecraft being your starter game. But if Because you... there is too much to learn. But now because of all the add-ons they've done, all the DLC, all the the, the the way they've streamlined the process, and exactly as you said, starting on console might be your best bet if you're really clueless yeah. as to and how to start. They, because I, it gives you all those that information. I
2: know that they did put a tutorial mode in the pc version but that's what i mean like jumping into a tutorial mode even on or without a tutorial even in the console version like how are you going to know right away that if you punch trees you can make sticks to make an axe to chop down the trees to make things like like it's there you're right the learning curve isn't steep but it doesn't provide you like with enough information that you kind of just you do run the risk of just wandering around not knowing what to do so it does
0: it does see because because it doesn't a spoon feed you and it, it's tr- the game develops in such a like um organic way that when you figure something out it's it's so much more satisfying than something you would figure out from like say well lego's awesome but like if you're following a pattern from lego it's like oh this is cool but versus where you get a bunch of lego and you
2: put it Sorry, together and you make I, a really you know, cool thing yeah but think about right? think about how yeah. that's that's satisfying to you know people like us who who have a decent level of skill in gaming already and understand it like if you never played a game before and you just oh, no, uh, just dude, dropped into this just, world you're gonna get frustrated and you're not gonna want to play it anymore
0: but that there's enough to do before that frustration level hits that's but thing. you don't and know you learn that as is a
2: you- problem that's the, well, that's the thing. You don't know to go around and punch trees but and that's punch why rocks. It's,
0: not a, it's, a, it's kind of a moot point at this point because like of what how they've maintained and updated this this title to begin with, right?
2: Sure. So. that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying I understand that it runs that risk. But at the same time It could, but I
0: don't I, I feel like that it's it's so much it's 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 a lot more approachable than say a lot of other games that we, we've even included on our list yeah. in terms of what to do to start. And that's, like you could throw someone in and they'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like I've got a pickaxe. What am I going to do with the pickaxe? Obviously I'm going to pick things. But you don't
2: get a pickaxe. That's the problem. I don't, you don't know what fists. you start with. You start with your fists and you have to punch trees to make sticks, to make a axe. Just like in, just real, like life. in real life. Just,
0: well, that's how I go camping, guys. Bare-fisted. Be- yeah,
2: well,
1: I mean, punch. that's how I do all my construction projects. Just, just bare hands. I think punch. tools
2: are for the weak. Because that's
0: how I built my condo. <laughs> I my got fists. two
2: tools right here. Lefty and righty. I,
0: just, I found a mountain. I punched out my condo.
2: That's it. That's
0: great. That's
2: fine. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: All right. Okay. That's <laughs> Anything it? else? Uh, you
2: cool. know, uh, aside, no, aside from it being just an avenue of, like, um, Creativity, like that's something that I think uh, is 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 uh, sort of an under understated thing about video games, and and I don't know to what degree that it might make a gamer from a non gamer, but I don't know. It's something that I personally um, think it. I think it has the potential to kind of look at it and be like, wow, like this is a video game, but like it's letting me be as creative as I want to be, and I can build whatever I want to build, and you know, it. it I think it perfectly. Um, like showcases that video games do have this level of creativity behind them at uh, dep- like, uh, you know, whether or not it's, it's what you make or what someone makes for you.
1: And fair I think that could, that
2: might, that could, that might okay. make you that, you know, that the, that part of the artistry of it might make you go like, wow, you know, maybe video games are something worth getting into.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's a good point. Good point. Cool. All right. Okay. It's my turn, right? Here yep. we go. Make so my, Oh yeah, I will. I'll be done in two I, seconds. I ate up all our
2: time with Paper Mario. Yeah. <laughs> next, but anyway, uh, next. I'm next cutting. Cast. it all.
0: Don't worry. Once I edit this, I'm cutting all that Paper oh, Mario stuff out. Jesus.
2: <laughs> I was just going to say next next podcast. I'll just I'll make sure to have like a timer set so I know to stay on ten minutes each point. Go.
0: Ten minutes. <laughs> well, we know for next time. So I'm going to start with Portal because, okay. So my point of view is we're, we're coming at people who are playing like who are aware of video games they're aware of like mobile games that they're playing on their phone or social game social apps that they're playing uh on facebook or something like that and so people are very familiar with the puzzle genre and i like that portal has like for the first like at least I want to say at least 10 levels the puzzles are fairly simple and it's such a mm-hmm. slow roll progression to teach you how to use everything and teach you how the physics of the world works and it's funny. oh
1: I think it's like the most graceful learning curve yeah. of any puzzle game ever it's like
0: and it's so engaging because of how it just, it drives its own story and all the little Easter eggs yep. that you can find and I think like that will be one of those things that when a person comes in comes into the game they're gonna it n- totally rethink how video games kind of work if they go
2: from saying i would to-
1: have uh i would have put portal on my list had you not already had it on yours uh i agree that it's a great game uh for the reasons you mentioned as well as having uh absolutely stellar bad guy uh, great voice acting and that classic valve like jordan said about half-life 2 it builds a story as you play the game
0: yeah and, I mean, let's be honest here. How many people do we already know personally in our lives who started playing – like their first real video game was Portal?
2: I don't know anybody actually. Yeah, no. no I, I, I really didn't pl- – I didn't – I myself didn't play uh, Portal or even Half-Life 2 till like way late in the in my like gaming life um, – my gaming life oh. You know, yeah, I... I'm going
0: to be honest. Most most people I knew who were playing games when Steam came out and then Portal came out, they were like, they, they this was a big thing because it was just like, oh, yeah. to that point, they were playing something that, like very. They were used to puzzle games, they were used to some party games and things like that, but they weren't like actual gamers. And then this came out and they're like, they moved from that, prog- like they followed the Valve progression and like picked up other Valve games just because of Portal and looked up other things like that. And then to ha- the fact that Portal has allowed. Has worked with so many other teams, like they're they just released a Bridge Constructor portal that has kept mm-hmm. the flavor and the fact that other other um, like games are being incorporated with it to like keep unifying and refreshing the series is kind of neat as well. I think portal so I think
2: is is sort of great too, and this is um, kind of what I was talking about with Paper Mario is that it's one of the very very few comedy video games um yeah so few yeah, yeah, games yeah, like sure. video games really are like like actual like you know like the way you have the genre okay. of comedy in movies you really don't get that in video games outside of basically like of portal portal is just fun there are, to finish
0: there are comedy there are comedy video games just not nearly as not successful a lot. as portal yeah by a long shot
2: i mean the only ones like, i can name off all of that is like monkey monkey island and portal. yeah yeah
0: or, or Day of the Tentacle, yeah. or Grim Fandango, and, and things those like
1: that. Are yeah, old, for a, a modern, games. approachable puzzle game that is pleasing to the eye, as well as being yeah. very yeah. clever yeah. and very funny, it, the- it's a whole package thing that Portal accomplished.
2: Oh yeah, and that's yeah. A, and that's and that's like such a good way to I, I would say to get someone into gaming too is that you give them something like something funny right because like like a lot of the puzzles yeah. in portal like like solving the puzzle is like the punchline to the joke and sometimes it's just sort of like yeah. so random and out there um that like it, you know you don't you really don't see a lot of other games doing stuff like that where they actually incorporate the humor into the gameplay like a lot of times it's just like oh here's a funny cutscene
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, ab- yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah,
0: it's it's so natural that it's it's uh, it's it's naturally engaging. So I like that. Yeah. So if that's that's uh, my first one.
1: Yeah, right, I but- agree. Yeah. Uh, I agree. on that one for sure.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's a that's definitely a recommendation for me. Now, I, this one I know you guys haven't had a chance to play it yet because it literally just came out. But uh, uh, I was working on the review for this, and I was thinking about it, and I thought how well this is as an introductory piece for non gamers. Uh, and spe- who are, might be who might have heard of this franchise and not done anything but final fantasy 15 pocket edition is a mobile version of final fantasy 15 but it's optimized for mobile it's easy to pick up and play and it's easy to put down and it's easy to stall like you can play it on the bus even if you only have to go a few stops and it's the but the cool thing about it is uh it's uh, more, it follows more of the traditional linear pattern that a lot of the original JRPGs went through um, in the golden age. So you are following like a very linear path. There are still things to find and do, um, and like, but it's it's basically just a mobile, adorable, really pretty skin on Final Fantasy 15, and Mm -hmm. watered down a bit so that it's very, very approachable. You don't have to buy a new console for it. Um, It is uh, going to be released episodically, but uh, if you're, like, just picking up just the first chapter, you get a few hours worth of gameplay on it, and you can decide from there whether this is the game for you or not, which is great for anyone who's looking for an introduction. It's also, like, just that within that first chapter, it is a great um, opening, like, to your world of any other, like exploring other JRPGs because it plays just like a lot of them. Um, it, it has a little bit more of an active battle system than anything, but it's still turn-based in the sense that there are things that are coming up and you're going to be allowed to do actions and things like that. But the way the main gameplay, the way it kind of encompasses everything is very representative of going into like a, a golden age RPG Um, Because it's so approachable and you don't have to buy a console. Well, at least that's that's uh, true, too.
1: Like, they already have the equipment ready to to get the game.
2: Well, at least 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 it's just that I think
1: we've, sorry, that we've kind of skipped over on almost all of our games.
2: Yeah. That we went
1: so far as that you need a PC or a console to enjoy them. Whereas with that one, like, everybody's got a smartphone already.
0: See, I'm looking at my list and I was like, I was trying to think about that, like, uh, because. The, most of the games that are on my list uh with the exception of maybe one there's not a lot of like you don't need a very high spec uh pc to run many of these games uh or you can play the, there's more there's a mobile version of it or there's another way to mm-hmm. access it if you don't actually have the equipment so yeah so i think if you're gonna if you're gonna want to start with a jrpg but you don't want to go and invest and look for something or or pick up something new uh like and you're not sure what it is, or you're not sure how to get into it. Like this would be a, a great entry point. I mean, I wouldn't say it's the definitive of the whole thing, but I think it's a good it's a good like way to get you started as to get a basic idea of how this works. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And
2: I, and I mean, at least they decided to make the whole game linear as opposed to making it an open world until you get to like halfway through, and it's like, oh, linear.
0: Yeah, it's linear enough. I think it's linear up until about chapter four. Stupid. But then...
2: Final Fantasy fifteen made me so mad. <laughs> what? Oh, because it was bullcrap. It's like, it starts, the, <laughs> it starts the game. This is a whole other debate right now, but it's like, it starts the game and you think it's an open world thing and there's like all this stuff to do and then you get to like the 12th chapter and you're in the water's town. And it's like, oh, by the way, we didn't tell you, but now the game is linear until the end.
0: You can go back.
2: You cannot go back.
0: You can go
1: back. No,
2: once you get to that water town, the game and you and you fight the the hydrangea, whatever the hell that stupid water dragon was called. It the game is later.
1: Hydrangea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's like a flower.
2: I know, but I was like Hydra and something. I just wanted to.
0: Hydra. Just wanted I to now with. I want a hydrangea monster in Final Fantasy. Please, Square Enix, make this happen. I'm that's why not um, happened. Yes. Then you're literally I think it oh it has, it has, but not Hydrangea yet.
2: You're literally like Um, running through corridors till the end of the game and it's like you get to that darkness place and you're back at the friggin' hammerhead and it's like, Oh, by the way, if you leave this place, the game is over. It's like final boss time and it's like, What about all that stuff I wanted to keep doing? Anyway. Let's move on.
0: This is a debate for another time.
2: Uh, but you were wrong. However, but I'll explain
0: how later. However, anyway, I
2: do want to okay, say. Okay, my next one. I, I did want to say um, that uh, maybe I kind of disagree with you uh, about the whole like you, you know because because it is a mobile thing. I think people. Um, although, but th- again, this is this might this I might saw, be a whole other debate in itself because um, you know I think that the, the mobile market really did have the much like the Nintendo Wii, it had the potential to make like non gamers into gamers just by the by the virtue of the fact that like you have this device that you're constant like is constantly on you um, and you know. It's got, like, it's got video games on it, and you kind of, like, don't even realize that you're playing games, and you kind of, like, it, it sort of introduces you to that world of gaming. Um, however, I still think that people don't take mobile games as seriously. and No one's yeah. going to play the game, like, like...
0: I would agree with you, except this is literally just a skin on the original game. No, I get that. It's actually the game. But like the fact that it's so a whereas, mobile game. Like, I... But, but, again... You know yeah, but, I mean, if you don't have any other consoles, if you don't have a computer, this is a great way to get started and get you interested mm-hmm. in looking into building that kind of thing. They're like, oh, I like so this
1: game, advice. maybe I'll yeah. investigate further. Is
2: yeah. is Candy Crush also, really going to make you want to invest in getting, like, a Game Boy so you can get... Netflix? Oh, my God, like, but
0: this is not Candy yeah. Crush. This no, is not it, the same but thing. That, but that's what I'm saying. This is it's like a, a
2: mobile game. It's on a phone. It's never going to be taken as seriously as something like what's on a PlayStation. Even if it is just a reskin of Final Fantasy 15, it's still by the virtue of what it is, it's a mobile game.
0: Okay, but then we can get into the whole thing like why would you play Doom when on on Switch when you could just play it on like a much more powerful console. Well, that's
2: what I'm just kind of that's that's my point is that it's kind of a different uh debate to be had. Now, granted, it yeah. um, that's it what I'm saying
0: I don't I don't think yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, I think, I mean, I know you haven't played it yet, so I know you don't see where I'm coming from here, but it, it literally is the actual game on a mobile thing, and, like, when you realize that this is just, like, a, a watered-down version of this, and you see how it does accurately represent the franchise, that that might be in a good stepping stone for somebody who would be interested in that. I wouldn't recommend something like Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, or Final Fantasy Mobius, um, or... Um, what's this? There's this kingdom one. That's not actually made by. No, no. Oh, the kingdom heart. one. These ones are like, these are like very distinct mobile games. And I would never recommend those as I would recommend those as mobile games. They're great mobile games, but I wouldn't recommend them to people who are interested in like branching off into actual, into gaming, like, uh, to like gaming beyond just their phones or their tablets. You know what I mean? Whereas this one, this is the first time I've seen, um, a game that is so accessible from uh, a very ubiquitous platform yeah. to that it would bring people around to another thing. And I think well, that's kind of a neat move.
2: Lee, don't get me wrong. You know how much I love uh, Pocket Camp, but I don't know if it has the power oh. to make someone <laughs> like want to go out and get a 3DS so they can play Animal Crossing. Like, just because it's like, like I said, it's like, this is a mobile game. This is not... Serious, like this is just something I play on mobile, and mobile doesn't like the the whole mobile sphere just isn't really taken seriously. I think both by gamers and non gamers alike, but that could just be me.
0: Well, but that's the
2: thing. If you Disagree? You can, you can let us know in the comments.
0: Yeah, I just, I, I mean, I agree with you. Unfortunately, and uh, and and again, totally need we need to do the podcast on this one, but the the mobile sphere is a huge contributor to um revenues collected through uh gaming it needs to be legitimized oh yeah but this, i agree and it, but all i'm saying is and i'm just i'm just repeating myself because i don't think you're getting it but this like this game itself is so far from what people expect from a mobile game like it is an actual and- like it is it's just like picking up okay for example it's just like <sighs> picking up the mobile versions of final fantasy 7 like they they actually just I'm just like ported it for mobile. Repeating so myself because I
2: don't think you're getting it is that people don't give a shit about mobile.
0: <laughs> but it's not. We're not talking about mobile. We're just talking about an accessible platform.
2: Yeah. And- you know,
0: anyway. Next. Game. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so next game. Um, I feel like Stardew Valley is one of the best ways to get somebody in hooked onto a game and you know what because this came out of so just so came out of nowhere and it ties in like all, all that those oh, genres God. like harvest moon and animal crossing and things like that it basically and, is just
2: harvest moon though that's what it is. it's it is. harvest moon and minecraft
0: and yeah and there's just there's more to do it there's more to do with that game and i feel i feel like that like if you want to pick a game that's going to get people hooked because there's so much to do and you can play it for as long as you want or as yeah. little as you want And that's a good one to get started on.
2: See, actually, you know what? the The funny thing is, is that I actually thought for a second about putting, um, like Harvest Moon on my list, um, but I, I, I pulled back on it just because I think that, um, like, as much as I like Stardew Valley, and I know there are people who like I've been able to like get into uh, Stardew Valley. To like, to sort of be your entry point into gaming, I'm not a hundred percent sure, just because I think it's one of those games where it's you know, people uh, might look at it as like it's work, the game. Yeah. like I know okay,
0: we'll see it from but think of it from this perspective. Um, again, from the perspective of the people who are aware of games and they play like social media games, for example, Farmville. All right, you're used to this sort of thing, and this is just a more—you don't have to wait for days to continue the game.
1: No, that's a very right? good point. And actually, it's game game.
2: yeah. Like, I guess I, I, for, I completely forgot about Farmville. like a addictive,
1: mindless yeah, like, gameplay, I mean, but without all of the BS that's attached to like mobile games like that.
0: You can learn as much or as little about this game as you want, and what's really cool is that there is going to be a multiplayer aspect coming on yes, down the line. I'm
2: excited for that.
0: With is another and I'm really mad at myself because when I was making this list, I wanted to include a lot more multiplayer, like local co-op yeah. multiplayer games, because that's such a great way to get people started. But that's for another talk. So
2: cool. yeah, Stardew Valley. Yeah, I, aside from the one thing, I just I I don't know. I guess you do make a good point. It's with, grindy. with something it's like grindy. um like people who used to play Farmville. Uh, I don't know because I never played Farmville. Um, I feel like uh I feel like. Stardew Valley and stuff like I guess like Harvest Moon too like there's more work involved in it like it's not as sort of like simple as just like oh you know you know you just tap your little things and that's it you're done for the day like there's a lot more stuff involved with it and I kind of feel like that's why it runs the risk of getting um you know boring in that sense cuz because it is very repetitive and you have to be into that like you have to be into that whole um element of just like you know going day by day and sort of watching you know your your seeds grow pretty much um and if you're not into that and you're not into the repetitive nature of like you know watering your plants running into town talking to somebody like you know going back doing it the next yeah. day just doing it again and but- again and again and just watching um, you know, something small grow into something big. Like you're gonna get turned off by it because you're gonna. No, man. Boring. I think
1: I think people I love like that it's... kind of stuff. Like, like they naturally yeah. gravitate towards that. I mean, look at the popularity of games like Candy Crush and Farmville and all that. Those are boring, tedious games to play. You don't really do much with them, but people froth over them. Like the, the the human mind naturally wants little mindless activities to do and keep itself busy. Chores. Exactly not everybody has the time to like use their brain to really think about what they're doing with a game and what they're building or uh, crafting a character or whatever. Sometimes they just want something pretty to click and watch happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like it's, it's just, um, it's not, it's not hard to learn <laughs> and it, it can get grindy, but the thing is there's enough variety in like what to do in your whatever time period you feel like playing that it doesn't really it it could run the risk of getting like overly grindy i get that but that's but because it introduces so many different things to do right off the bat that it's not like it's 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 up to the person if that's their kind of thing and again coming back from that point of view those people who are coming from that like brendan you clarified it perfectly it's just they're, they're they're they want that kind of reward because you can see it you know it's it's very like Simple, it's easy and it's you get your long.
1: little morsels yeah. of endorphins you know very very simply and quickly
0: yeah that's yeah that's exactly it
2: but it's not really simple and quick though like some plants take like 12 yeah, days the kind to, of thing until they you grow can into play something for a and bit, it's like...
1: leave alone come back and be like oh yeah there's my you know
2: yeah but it's exactly. but it's not though, at least I would argue it's not, just because it's not like Animal Crossing in that sense where like it works off of a real time clock. Like the days progress as they do in, in something like uh Harvest Moon and, and um Stardew Valley, like so you you actually have to go in and put the work into it. And it's like it's,
0: Yeah, but there's stuff not you can like, do during those days. That's the thing.
2: Yeah, but if you're not really willing to put I the feel work like you're in, he a, I don't know. I just I I a just, a, I don't. Yeah, I, think I don't fundamentally disagree with you. I just think it's it's. I don't know if it's something for every person. I think it's a certain type of person who can get into a, uh, a game like Harvest Moon.
0: Well, I think it fits perfectly within like
2: the yeah, demographic yeah,
0: I
1: think so. targeting here.
2: That's well, the thing.
1: all right. Well, that's okay. We we knew we weren't going to agree on everything. Anyway. So <laughs>
2: yeah, it's all part but of anyway. the conversation.
0: Um, my next. Beast. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to rattle off these last two really quick. My next one is Firewatch. It's short. It's a great interactive story with things you can actually it's very linear. You don't have to know anything about the game, but the storytelling and the voice acting itself is enough to keep you engaged and like just just I think it's just a really fanta- fantastic entry point for somebody who's not really committed yeah, to learning yeah, a lot of mechanics but wants to understand like what what does it mean? What like what's narrative in a video game? And that's just a perfect example. Yeah, of it's story. immersive yeah.
1: enough with a, with while still being very simple, and it moves and acts like a film or you know a novel does. But you also get that added level of interactivity that a video game offers without being overwhelming.
2: Yeah, exactly. And like again, like like I kind of said with um with uh um, both like even like Half Life. You know, at least at the start, Um, my only my only qualm with that is that, like, you know, being a walking simulator, albeit a very interesting, like, well put together walking simulator. I just I worry that it runs the risk of being boring to some people who like aren't really, you know, who haven't really played a game before. Like you I think you're both right in the sense that it is engaging enough in the way it tells its story that, um, you know, that that most people would. Uh, like, want to keep kind of going with it, but I think just the lack of like, like, actual, like, quote unquote, gameplay might make people go like, "Well, what am I even doing?" I'm just like, I'm literally just, just walking all the time.
0: But it's short enough that it's not that much of a like. No,
2: I agree. I agree. You
0: know what I'm saying? It's in 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 different like. Okay, for example, all right. I I, as much as I agree with Half Life Two needing to be on this list. If somebody's hung up on the mechanics or the length of the game, for example, Firewatch. Is same uh, like you know Discovery Story like interactive you know walking sim that you're going to be working through. It's it's not like you have to invest so much time yeah. into it. No, no. Like I you can sit down in and, and the time it takes you to watch like a uh, like binge watch half a series, you can finish Firewatch.
2: Yeah, no, no. I I I completely agree with you. That's why like my my the as as as. Deep as i'm willing to go into the other side of this argument is that i just i worry that it might run the risk but i'm not saying it's a definitive thing where people are going to get bored of it
0: yeah but i think that's you know what we can also say too like all of our, i think just as a qualifier for everything that we have on our list there's it. it also depends on the person we're recommending it to as well right of
1: course of course i mean yeah
2: uh, people are who's who's bored of mario i mean honestly <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh you, it's dog. impossible.
2: You cannot be We've all agreed Mario. that
0: Mario is good. It's a good choice.
1: I, I literally have Mario on my list as my favorite. That's first all I'm saying. I recommend,
0: and I so. only did put it qualify, because Quinn put every Mario.
2: You can qualify that, yeah, any game can be boring to the certain type of person. But exactly. what kind of heartless, joyless person will think Mario is boring? Give me a break.
0: Hey, man. Do you remember when you first picked up, like, Nintendo like Nintendo Entertainment System version of like the first Mario. Oh, I love and that. Oh yeah. How frustrating it was at first.
1: Well, I just no. remember playing those first couple levels over and over and over and yeah. over, no. over.
2: But that's Until what, I but, got it. but that's the thing. Frustrating it may have been, but it was never boring.
0: But frustrating can be a turnoff too. But it's, that's the thing. But too, just maybe like, to the simple
2: undetermined <laughs> Person, and if you're that kind of person, then you know what? Shouldn't be playing games, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's why there's Whoa. a stigma
2: around video games. <laughs> yeah.
0: and, and here it is to quote,
2: to quote the great Dark Souls, you got to get good, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but that's not okay,
2: totally the opposite of Listers, the point of the yeah. podcast. But this is we, not... we went in the way <laughs> wrong direction on this one, okay? Yeah.
0: This, yeah, it's wrong direction, okay? Moving my last on. game. Moving on, because okay, you want action, then we're gonna play Diablo 3. Oh, it's a multiplayer.
2: Lisa, what are you thinking?
0: It's a, no, Nobody no, listen, wants to get out. into
2: Diablo 3?
0: Everybody Diablo. wants to get into Diablo, no, no man, gonna. Listen, not listen, in their listen,
2: first listen. game. I mean, come on, okay. I mean, first off, I mean, it's I mean not at least hard. start with Can Gauntlet before you start Diablo. Sorry, Can I talk? yes, at least I make the point. Sorry, Let me make my point. I'm sorry, listen, listen, please listen. go.
0: Do I have your permission now? No. As the only female on this podcast, no, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm sorry, I got into a tangent. Please,
0: I, I saw, I'm teasing you. Please,
2: make but anyway, thoughts. the
0: reason. The reason why I picked this one. Okay, first off, it's such an easy little multiplayer. It's not very long. Again, there's so much to do. You don't have to learn too much to play the game. You can feel success like right off the top. So that's very rewarding for someone who has no idea what you're doing. It basically teaches you how to equip. You don't have to worry about like you can craft and you can make it in depth as you want. But when you're starting and you don't want to, you don't have to. And, it's, and you can like complete the game without having to learn much at all. But if you start getting really into it, you can make it as complicated as you want to make it. Mm-hmm. Plus it's got really cute little, you know, cut, really cool little cutscenes. scenes. If you're, if you've, say you started playing D&D, this would be a great kind of like, oh, I'm seeing like characters come to life kind of thing. I, I don't know if I'd the, put it uh, on that same platform.
1: The random loot generation thing can't be overstated how big of a draw yes. that is for people because... Um, Uh, humans love to gamble if i agree if the recent loot box controversy proves nothing else it's that we love that little rush of am i going to get something good or am i going to get more crap and diablo does that better than any other game does
0: yeah and honestly as like an entry point game you you've learned that it, 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 it there's exactly with the whole loot thing you can learn how to you know, manage your space and manage your time and manage importance of things. And that's a great way to teach you to get into something a little more in depth uh, in terms of like uh, any of these resource management games, Mm -hmm. because it's, it's, it scaffolds you so easily kind of thing.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I just think back to when uh, I was getting into something like um, Morrowind or like Oblivion and it was a lot um i feel like diablo one two or three i mean there's a lot of nuance to it and if you just want something that's simplistic um like i said start with gauntlet i mean that it's got the same basic gameplay um it's it is more multiplayer focused in a more arcadey fun way than diablo is and then i think once you kind of got the feel for something like that um then move on to the more complex stuff like
0: i just don't think it's as complex as you think it is like it can be but then so can minecraft and so can like say um but,
2: Rocket but this is i think like, this is also why like something like starcraft never didn't show up on any of our lists just because like there's a there's a lot of nuance to it and it's like yeah i, I honestly i thought
1: about starcraft and i'm like nah man you cannot just throw somebody into a game
2: no it's too much and I, and I i don't know i feel like diablo is the same thing like it's yeah it's got like you know it's got elements of of something that's like that anyone can kind of enjoy but then realistically you're not getting all of like all of the enjoyment that something like Diablo offers out of it. Like you're just, you're basically just playing Gauntlet. Like, so why not just play Gauntlet?
0: (laughs) But that's the thing. That's why this, that's why you would want to pick a game like this over Gauntlet, because once you get the hang of this, you can, you've learned those nuances by the end of the game and you can make it a deeper game in your next playthrough because they've supported this with the seasons and with additional DLC. There's like, you can taste, you can start off as like a complete, you know, brand new player, brand new noob. You can start it. I didn't want to use that word, but you can start (laughs) as a noob. Noob. And I said nude, but noob is what I meant. Um, And you can start off like that. And by the end of it, you figured out enough of it that when you go through to play the DLC, you can make it a lot more. Like you can get those nuances in there. Or when you're going into the seasons, for example, you can just draw out all that extra experience. So it's like instead of like buying one game and then buying another one beyond it. You can take this one, go further with it, and then look for deeper things within the genre. That's yeah,
1: all i I, mean, yeah, I, I got to say, I'm honest. To uh, I mean, I'm inclined to agree with Jordan on this one. I think uh, that everything you said is true. But I just think that because the game is so eventually complex and Gauntlet isn't that if we were going to get somebody. Like if I were to get someone to sit down and play like a goofy little fun multiplayer game like Diablo with me. I would probably play Gauntlet over Diablo first because I know I'd spend the whole time going, okay, this is how you like switch your powers, and this is what the different items mean, and so on and so forth. Like eventually you will get to that point. I just don't think Diablo is the right game to like start there.
2: No, and that's what I mean. Like it runs the risk of being abrasive, and then people don't want to get into it because there's just so much to learn. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm going to be honest here. I played Diablo three before I played Gauntlet. But, had so you, I, like, oh,
1: and but also you are you play yeah. video games in general but did you
2: no,
0: but i'm not this kind of video game this we, is like my
2: are we talking like, gauntlet like the new gauntlet or like gauntlet like in the arcade no, in gauntlet general, on the n64 like the best before one
0: I of, before i was playing all of this i wasn't playing like i wasn't playing any like i was playing jrpgs so, for this, for me to come into this, it was a very different genre than I it was not that different from the genre I was playing in the sense that you know it had a certain thing like you you have to equip items and things like that, but it it was just more i don't know I just found it a lot more appealing that if I started that than if I went and then going back into games like Gauntlet that was a lot more like if I went in for me going into gauntlet, I would have kind of come in like okay this is this is fun, but I don't see as much reward as I was seeing in this because I could see my progression. But, again, again, it depends on, like, the person that you're kind of, you know, recommending this for, too, right?
1: Does mm-hmm. that make sense? It does. It's just, yeah. I'm, I mean, I get, yeah, I I get know, where so. you guys are coming from on
0: this. Yeah, it, But, again, it depends on, like, who, like, you're re- recommending it to.
1: Of course. Of course. But we know who
2: we're like- recommending it to. It's someone who's never played a game before.
1: Or someone who has dipped, well, like, not. we just at the beginning, people play. may dip yeah. their a little or whatever. They tried
2: Pac Man. They know what gaming is.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Well, Pac Man <laughs> was on your
1: list, yeah. but then you I deleted did it. So it's it, like, can't be- it's, it can't be. two. Yeah. What's Pac Man? I've never heard it's, of it.
2: It's uh, this game about a little yellow head that gobbles up uh, pellets and ghosts, also. Too, too complex for me. So, man. I, you, I like you know what? That's why I took it off the list. <laughs> Call me old
1: fashioned, but that just sounds a little bit over my head. I know this
2: game called uh, Asteroid.
1: Oh no, man, that sounds like physics is are involved, and again, no, that's I like nice simplistic games.
0: You're going a little too far out of our, out of our comfort zone I'm
2: afraid. <laughs> With with our asteroid, really? I love asteroid. It's just it's too just hard. A, it's just a hard. triangle <laughs> shooting at s- s- oblongs. You know.
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of almost.
1: It's a good good metaphor for day to day life, you know? We're all just triangles shooting at oblongs (laughs) into smaller oblongs.
2: I don't know why that's funnier when you say it. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's too deep for me, guys, so I think it's time to wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: Sounds good to me. I think we got it pretty covered on that. I think we did a
2: a pretty
0: comprehensive lift. But, you know,
1: also, I think we we came at it from a bunch of different angles, too, which mm-hmm. is
2: good. Definitely. Yeah. If uh, for whoever's listening, if you want to get in on this debate, uh, feel free to leave us a comment, maybe hit us up on Twitter. Uh, do we have an official Twitter for this or are we just going off individuals?
0: No, we have it on uh, our seat. Well, I was actually going to get into that, but, you know.
2: OK, well, let, let us it's let cool. us into your world, Lise. Yeah. Tell us what's yeah. going on.
0: Yeah, I was going to say thank you everyone for listening um you could yeah if you want to make comments uh and you know you have something that you feel like we. do you want to take it away jordan go ahead no you go
2: ahead i'm sorry
0: i'm excited i can see go ahead go ahead take it away take it away
2: jordan (laughs) well you can uh if you want to you know check out more of our stuff uh stuff that we've written you can check us out at cgmagonline.com and you can subscribe to our podcast on the Buns Podcast Network or iTunes or, you know, SoundCloud. That's another popular uh, podcast app. Um, you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, just type in CG Magazine at Instagram. Ooh, look at that. We're posting pictures now. CG Mag Online uh, and Twitter at also CG Mag Online. Uh, I also have a Twitter it's at ninjajordan underscore, all one word. Feel free to leave me a comment about why I'm right about Paper Mario. Uh, Brendan doesn't have uh, Twitter because he is from the Middle Ages, but Lisa has a Twitter and it is at LisaAwesome, no S's. Wait, what? No S's? No S's.
0: <laughs> we almost had
2: it it's okay
1: good thing we nailed that one well, you know what Jordan you, you were I was killing so it up until that very last second God. I was digging no that is yeah.
2: Lisa awesome you know, well, how do we pronounce it the
1: readers
0: it? this this just for just for the listeners out here just so you know this is actually written as a script that he's reading off of well I'm ad-libbing a little bit just saying, just saying. yeah i anyway. yeah ad-libbing
1: the the crucial relevant information <laughs> yeah.
2: all the important
1: and stories. reading all the other stuff off of the script and
2: yeah. don't forget you know, humble listeners. We have another podcast that we talked about briefly called pixels and ink, and you can listen to that. It's also on YouTube. So if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, it's a CG magazine, you can check out that. And, you know, we also do like videos and stuff that you could watch. Those are cool. Um, thanks again to the buns podcast network and comic bento for subs- sponsoring our podcast. And From all of us here at CG Magazine, you can have a great week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Lots of love to everybody, Um, (laughs) especially those of you who disagree with Jordan. My my heart goes
2: out to you. That's going to be like nobody. That's going to be like 1%.
0: Listeners, if you disagree with Jordan, I will like and retweet everything you say.
2: And if you agree with me, I will like and retweet it twice so you get two notifications I, and you'll feel better. I will, better.
0: and so will CG Magazine with more followers.
2: <laughs> hey, you know, you know who follows me, Lisa? Uh, Doritos. Who follows Canada. you? Yeah. So you can get on that flavor train with me if you wanted to. With,
0: with your, I think they already follow me. I'm sorry. Well, I, don't I don't went know. to that same
2: event. I know. we both did. That was great.
0: Anyway, thanks again. Thanks again, listeners, and have a great week. Bye.
2: Bye.